Hello and welcome to The Song Inside, where we go inside people's stories to discover their songs. I'm your host, Deidre Rodman Struck, piano goddess and song goddess, and I'll be walking people through this journey to find the songs hidden within themselves. Welcome. Hello, everyone. And welcome to another edition of The Song Inside. Um, Today in Brooklyn, it's rainy, very rainy. It's very gross. And so I am warm and cozy in my bedroom. I have my cat on my lap. And I'm hanging out with my guest, Lara Bello. Hi, Lara. Hi, Deidre. How are you? Good. So where do you hail from? Uh, I'm, I'm now in Malaga, in the south of Spain. Right now? Yes, right now. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Wow. Yes. Is that where you grew up? <laughs> well, I grew up in a city not so far from here, one hour and a half, uh, Granada. Mm-hmm. But I'm now in Malaga because the weather is nicer and it's near the beach. So. <laughs> and when did you come to the States? Well, I moved to New York in 2009. Um Yes, and yeah I, yeah, I lived in New York since then, but I always came back to Spain a lot to work. Yeah. So. so what brought you to New York? Just music like the rest of us? Yes, basically <laughs> <laughs> music and, I don't know, adventures because New York is like a very exciting city. And yeah, I went there with my first album after I recorded my first album in Spain. And I just went there with, with my CD, just knocking oh. all the doors. <laughs> with a guitar and a dream. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Have you seen much of the U.S.? Have you traveled much? Actually, I didn't. I, I Yeah, I want to travel more because, I mean, I love nature and I know the U.S. is great in, in, in different, you know, nature. Fantastic. So, Where do you want to go? So I want to go to um, Hawaii. I've never been to Hawaii. Me, me either, yeah. Hawaii and the Grand Canyon. Yeah. All the natural parks. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like know. Let's take a road trip. <laughs> yes. Okay, good. Yes. Yay. So, but you're still doing <laughs> Carnegie's Hall's Lullaby Project, right? Yes, I'm a little bit now moving more between Spain and New York just because now it's, uh, we can we can work more from, from home with the computer. Yeah. Like my project was... I think we are not doing projects inside yet, no? Like we, right. it's online, so it's easier to be traveling. Hmm. But it's nice yeah. to see your face. <laughs> yeah, good to see you. <laughs> uh, so I was listening to all of your music, and it's really beautiful. And I was wondering what kind of response you've gotten when you came to New York with your CD. What was the response like? Are people pretty open to music from other countries, music in Spanish? Did you go for that market or did you go for more of a pop market? Yes. Um, um, I, I didn't have anything in mind about... I, I, just had, I just had my music and I wanted just to see how people liked it there. I actually think that it's a... There is a beautiful audience for my music in New York because I feel that people are more open-minded mm-hmm. in, in the city. Um, not only in the audience, also between musicians. I have to say that I write songs that you, they don't know where to classify them. Like I play with jazz musicians, but I'm a songwriter. So I'm not like a jazz singer, but not songwriter, like mm-hmm. traditionally, like typical um, so here, sometimes I had some problems also with people thinking, oh, this is too weird. <laughs> like small, small cities like Spain, like, you know, I don't know, people are more close minded. They want everything to be classified. Like this is pop, this is jazz. And, and I went to New York and yeah, I, I felt like, I think people are looking, are in love with new projects that they are a little bit different or they have their own personal language. And also with musicians, like I, when I got there, one of the first pianists that I got to play was Luis Perdomo. Mm. Uh, 
amazing pianist and you know like he comes to Spain to the best festivals and and I was a little bit shy because he's a great pianist <laughs> and then he was so I don't know he learned the music so well and he was so enthusiastic and that made me feel like really I don't know like appreciated there with just my little songs that I wrote oh, I love that story that's yeah. one of the reasons why I when I moved here I couldn't leave because I I also had people that I really wanted to play with, but they seemed, you know, maybe they had had, for me at the time when I moved here, it was a big deal to have a review in like Downbeat or something like this. So I would think, yes. oh, they got this review and they have all these albums out and I'm just moved here. Who am I? And <laughs> I would say almost 100% of the time people were so generous because yes. I think in this city in particular, people are hungry to play. And like you said, they want to try new things. Yeah. And also I think, I don't know, it's, it's not an, an easy city. It's difficult. And everybody, I mean, I found many people that they want to help you and they appreciate that you are doing the effort of working on your music. And that's, that's really good. Yeah. It's, it's a good lesson to remember as I get older, because I've even had a couple of people reach out wanting to be on the podcast and I always if someone reaches out I I just say yes because why wouldn't I I'm just I'm I'm so happy that they even found it and found me and then I forget that I can still be doing that with other people like who do yeah. I want to play with you know who what do I want to do I can still talk to them and I think one great thing about that you and I got to play together with Carnegie Hall which I've mentioned a lot on the podcast, but I, I feel so lucky because all of the people that we work with there are just stupid talented. Yeah. They're so good. <laughs> yeah, they are really, yes. I'm going to be, um, I get to record on the next round of lullabies next week or oh, in a couple great. of weeks. I'm so excited. And just looking at all these people because now we've all been doing it together for a long time. Yeah. And just everybody is so good. I always feel like well, a bit of a amateur. <laughs> yeah, also having that opportunity to work uh, at the Lullaby Project, I think it's, I don't know, it's something that you don't find like in so many other places in the world. Like, you know, like be able to do such a beautiful job that sometimes people in Spain, they ask me, what is the Lullaby Project? You know, and I explain mm -hmm. and everybody's like, Wow, that is so beautiful. That's a great opportunity also for artists to work with our music in social areas and yeah, just do something, give back to the people. Yeah. Do something beautiful for them. I always mention it on this podcast as if people know what it is, but in case people don't know what it is, um, it's about, I think, 20 or 25 artists. And we basically go in teams, teams of two two different centers. I've worked at Sienna House, which is a, a shelter for young mothers in the Bronx. And I've worked at Jacoby Hospital, which had a, a pregnancy and childbirth education class. So I went there. And where have you worked, Lara? Which sites? I've, I've been in New York Presbyterian, mm -hmm. in Washington Heights, uh, Woodhall Hospital, mm -hmm. I think also Jacoby sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, basically, I, I I usually work more often in places where they have uh, Latinos and Hispanic community. If you can yes. notice, do you have yeah. often participants that want to do both Spanish and English, or do they mostly want to stick to Spanish? Mostly in Spanish because mm -hmm. of the areas that I've been working. But I also did like lullaby how was I, uh, online when the mm. pandemic started. So then I had different, you know, different people from different communities, most of them in English. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah. So when you were growing up, how did you get started with music? Was that in your family or? Well, my my mother and my father, they loved music, but they were not musicians. And I started in music at the same time that I started with other um, artistic uh, adventures, because before before going on stage singing, I was a dancer. Oh, wow. And yeah, I love dancing. And I was I was learning music and singing just as a, I don't know, something 
that I like also. I was a little bit multitasking. <laughs> <laughs> you were a triple threat. <laughs> <laughs> but I was very focused on dancing. And then at some point I moved from Granada to Barcelona because Barcelona is a bigger city. And that time we didn't have so so many schools in Granada to learn jazz or any any other music that is not classical singing. So I moved there and I started to study some with some teachers that they taught me jazz and other music and I fell in love. So finally I stopped dancing and I continue more with with music. I started to write my songs and I don't know, I, I, I found that the voice was a little bit like a deeper way of express myself maybe than dancing, even mm. though I love dancing and it's beautiful, but but it's more personal. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think through lullaby, we've learned that too. It's so intimate. It's yeah. Do you dance much now that you're back in Spain more? Have you gone? Dancing? I dance. I dance at home, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. I don't go dancing. I I I should do it more actually, but I I don't. Yeah. Man, sometime when all this is over and you're back in New York, maybe we could go dancing. I'm not a dancer. But I, I would love to just, you know, I would actually love for all of the lullaby artists to have a dance, <laughs> to go to a dance. That would be yeah. fun just with, you know, just get it all out. You could teach us some moves. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I have to remember that. But yeah, it would be cool. Yeah. Well, compared to most of the rest of us, I'm assuming that you would be more advanced. <laughs> I don't want to speak for everyone. I'll just speak for myself. <laughs> um, I So this song that I'm going to play, Sola, you had mentioned you were getting into playing a little bit of piano. Yes, I I mean, I play a little piano just to write music. I'm not a pianist at all. <laughs> also talking to you that you are really a pianist. <laughs> well, uh, you but, can teach but... me some dance and I'll teach you some piano. <laughs> that would be great. No, I just, I just, you know, like I started to write songs with the piano, just knowing the chords a little bit. And, and yes, I, I, I wrote Sola many years ago in a very difficult moment that I was having more related to anxiety and I don't know, some kind of sicknesses or whatever <laughs> times of your life that you are very down for certain reasons. And then I stopped singing for a little bit and, and it was difficult for me to go back to sing. So one day I was in my hometown because I, I, I went there, I was in New York and I went there just to spent some months and I started, my mother has a piano at home. So I started to play a little bit and creating some melodies and this song came out. And so I use the words like, like the lyrics are basically saying that inside your voice, the flowers grow. And at the end of the day, we are, we are alone there, but like in the middle of the universe, like flying and 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 just using the power that we have inside to to if we fell down just to go up and fly again mm. so i remember when all this virus craziness started and i had some concert like some people were asking me just to you know to play this song because in spanish it's like beautiful lyrics and also yeah. a little bit related to this time definitely so let's listen to this song. And it's featuring Jorge Pardo? Yes. And what is he playing on this? He's a, he's a flute player. He's very mm. known because he, for maybe some people, some listeners, they know Camarón de la Isla. He was a, like one of the most famous flamenco singers. And also he Jorge Pardo played with Paco de Lucia. Mm. So he's, he's a, Jorge Pardo is a reference in flamenco one of the first ones that started with the flute to play flamenco. Ooh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Okay, here we go. We're going to listen to Sola. <laughs> Mi voz 
de las flores y en mi corazón la primavera bebo de la fuente y que da la vida y como los frutos que da la tierra Empiezo a caminar cada vez más deprisa Un mechón de mi pelo rozando mi sonrisa Y cuando se va el sol la luna baja y me susurra Sola abro mi brazo siento que el viento me lleva el universo inunda mi alma con estrella y poco a poco pierdo el miedo de volar. Dejo que lo más bello de este mundo me ilumine, de entre mis pechos nacen miles de a little bit more not so traditional but imitation of the buleria that is goes like in like in 12 eight, 3 4 and 2 and 3 is moving but yeah mm, awesome 6 8 whatever it's like buleria that is moving all the time between different <laughs> yeah it's just kind of this wave that never stops yeah i have also uh, on guitar is Romero Lubambo also there, which is a fantastic, amazing <laughs> guitar player. Yeah. Oh, um, can you uh, read the lyrics for us and then tell us what yes. they mean? Thank you. Yes, the lyrics. So sola means on my own, and in Spanish say it says dentro de mi voz nacen las flores y en mi corazón la primavera. Bebo de las fuentes que da la vida y como los frutos que da la tierra. It's like inside my voice the flowers born, are born, grow up or grow, bloom, something. And in my heart the springtime. I drink from the fountains that the life gives. And I eat the fruits that the soil or the earth also give us. Empiezo a caminar cada vez más deprisa. Un mechón de mi pelo rozando mi sonrisa y cuando se va el sol la luna baja y me susurra I start to walk every time faster and a little I don't know it's in English like a little piece of my hair 
carries my smile. And when the sun goes away, the moon comes and whispers to me. And then comes the chorus. Let's say, Sola, abro mis brazos, siento que el viento me lleva, el universo inunda mi alma con estrellas, y poco a poco pierdo el miedo de volar. On my own, I open my arms, and I feel the wind, the wind is taking me. The universe uh, fill up my soul with stars, and little by little, I, 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 as I finish with the fear of, of flying, like my, the fear of flying is going away little by little. Dejo que lo más bello de este mundo me ilumine, entre mis pechos nacen miles de jazmines sola. I, le, I let the beauty of the, of the world um, say, enlighten me, like put light on me. I don't know how to express this in English. Uh, um, between my breasts, <laughs> uh, thousands of jasmine flowers grow, and then sola on my own. Uh, those are some beautiful images. Really beautiful imagery. I love that um, the jasmine flowers coming out. Yeah, it's a very... It's a flower that grows a lot here in Spain, like in the south of Spain. So I guess, I guess my songs always they have like these metaphors of where I come from. <laughs> I think it's important to remember where we come from, and I find that for a lot of songwriters that I know that have just grown up in the U.S., sometimes it's it's really easy to just forget about where you're from because a lot of the towns and places look kind of the same and there's the strip malls and the chain stores and it's good to remember the unique things about where we're from. And I love all of this imagery of the nature because you said you love nature. Yeah. Yeah, one of the things when when I came to, the first time I came to the U.S., I, it was in 2001. It was a couple of months after what happened with the Twin Towers in December. So it was, I mean, I, I come from Granada, which is a very small town and it has a very big uh, Arabic history because it was the last Arabic kingdom of Al-Andalus, like those seven centuries of uh, Arabic kingdom in Spain. And, and our culture there is very related to Morocco because most of the Muslims that they had to leave, uh, they left, they went to Morocco, which is really close in the south of Spain. So anyway, like all the view, beauty and architecture of my hometown and the traditions, even the food and some words, they come from the Arabic culture. So it was a little shock also when I went to New York because I understand there, were, there, there was a lot of fear or Islamophobia sometimes because of, of the situation. So, so when I was with, with my first album, I actually had one song written in Arabic and, and in my concerts, I usually put a veil f to sing that song, which was just like a symbolic thing. Mm -hmm. um, and that also was something that for some people, I mean, in New York, there are communities from everywhere in the world. But I guess it was a little bit um, not so common, maybe coming from Europe, that there is, I know there is this strong influence from here. Um so it was beautiful also to bring a little bit of that. And, you know, like, it's, it's um, every every place in the world, they have their special history. And it's beautiful when you can bring, okay, this place is special because of this. And, and all this beauty that the Arabic culture left to my culture. So, you know, like, not to be discriminating anyone because of their culture, because we we know that... Um, terrorism or um, um, violence it doesn't belong to a culture it just belongs to certain people that are Absolutely. violent that was so, really really well said yeah. and it's we all you know our ancestors all came from different places so it's mm -hmm. it's very arrogant I think to think that we're the only whatever 
you know, it's like there were people here before we were here. And yeah. we have influences from all different cultures. And I love that yeah. you would do a song in Arabic and that you would wear the veil and be respectful. And it's also, I think, important when you have an audience as an artist to, I don't know, I don't want to say teach people, but to bring yeah. your authentic self, I suppose, because they're watching and listening and you're saying, here is the beauty in this culture. Don't be afraid. Like you're not afraid of yeah. me, so <laughs> I think I think also New York is one of the best places because there are so many people from different uh, different areas of the world, different cultures. So everybody is accepting. Just like because maybe that time something very strong happened to the city is normal that we all have fear inside. No, uh, it, like if it happens in Spain, it will be the same. Or, yeah, yeah. So this album that we're playing songs off of today. How do you pronounce the title? Sikame. Sikame. What does that mean? Which is a is a it's not a Spanish word. <laughs> it's a it's a word in phone language in uh, from Benin, um, and the, in this album I feature Lionel Lueque, and one of his songs. Uh, um, he wrote a song that I love. It that song he sings it in phone language, but I love I love the melody, and I asked him if I could put some Spanish lyrics to it, and then I invited him to play in, in that song of the album and also Lionel is uh, he loves to give you names in phone language so one time I asked him okay which name will you will you give to me and he said Sikame oh wow <laughs> and, I was, and I was like what does it mean and and he 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 said Sikame means the soul inside of the gold like if <gasps> the gold has a soul it would be Sikame is the name of that and I found it like so beautiful. <laughs> this wait, the gold inside of the soul. So the soul of the gold. The soul of the gold. Yeah. Oh, nice. I want so to listen to that song now. Ah, it's beautiful. Let's listen well, to it. Okay. What what were you gonna say? I interrupted you. No, I say like it's it's in the original song with the lyrics of Lionel is called Gbede Temin, something like that. And and then in my version I call it Sikame. Awesome. I was going to play something else, but now I need to hear that again. So here is Sikame. Thank you. 
Son tan solo dos raticos que se pasan en un plis Y yo pienso que si es cierto que es mejor para mi alma que vivirla junto a ti Los caminos son infinitos e infinitos son los pasos que en la vida puedes Eso pisa bien fuerte, que se oiga en todo el mundo, que empiezas a caminar. Hace un día, pa' que brillemos It's very mesmerizing. I went into mm -hmm. a whole zone there. <laughs> yeah, there is a that that uh, song. It has a video clip. Uh, if somebody wants to, anyone want to, wants to find it, it's on YouTube. And it was made by one graffiti artist that he's very well known. He's from my hometown in Granada, but he's very well known worldwide. <laughs> and he made like animation company with together with another guy, and and they made like a beautiful. Like animation Ooh. video that is beautiful. Just see if anyone wants yeah, to. Yeah, I'll, I'll link to that video. I'm writing it down. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about adapting, like writing lyrics on top of someone else's song. Yeah. Have you, is this one of the first times you've done that or if you've done it before? I've done it before. Yeah. I find it scary. How, how do you approach it? Yeah, um, I always with uh, with love, 
for the song because you never know how the person who wrote the song feels the song and you are trying to change it <laughs> into something different. What was um, Lionel's reaction to your lyrics? Uh, I don't know. He's he, he's super open to anything. So he was super uh, helping and just embracing everything. So the, the, the lyrics actually talk about Sikame. I was trying to bring that that idea concept of sikame to the lyrics just like telling like how everyone we all, we all have uh, a gold inside us like our soul each human being has a the soul of the gold mm. so we just have to take out layers so i think i guess he found it nice and beautiful i think i, I think that. his lyrics are different than this <laughs> But but it's funny because I I wrote a I, I wrote lyrics a long time ago for a traditional song uh, Armenian song I was I went to a festival in Damascus in Syria but in 2010 just months before all the war started I was very lucky to be yes. at the time there and the embassy of Spain invited me to the jazz festival in Damascus and I was going to sing a few songs together with a singer that she's super known, Lena Chamamian. And she and we sent songs songs to each other. She wrote lyrics in Arabic to one of my songs that I was in tears because her voice is amazing. Like this little Arabic voice with a lot mm. of melismas and ornaments and stuff. And then I, I wrote lyrics to this traditional song and I didn't want to know the real lyrics what was the meaning the trick was to to find a little bit the what 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 the melody made me feel like and mm. i wrote something and then it was not so far from the original lyrics right. that was oh funny. i love that i yeah. like how you said find what the melody makes you feel like yeah so i guess that's how i try to approach like okay listen to the song Sometimes you know the lyrics, but there are a few songs. For example, I also have a version of our Spanish love song from, from Charlie Hayden, which uh, it doesn't have lyrics. I don't know, maybe somebody wrote lyrics, but I never heard any lyrics. So it's the same. It's a little bit like you get into the melody and see how you feel like. And in this case, I had the title, which was like our Spanish love song. Yeah. So I something that gives you a little reference. Mm -hmm. But I guess that's how I like to, to, to do it, just, just to feel it a little bit and see how yeah. where the words want to go. I think that's a really good exercise. I want to try with someone. Maybe I'll give you a melody and see if you can come up with some lyrics. Yeah. Yeah, like what, a, what a good idea, especially if you're a little bit stuck Yeah. with something. It's, just, it's always nice to have something to start with. Say, okay, yeah. well, I'm going to jump off from there i don't think i've ever written lyrics to someone else's song i i did crazy stuff sometimes i was writing <laughs> lyrics of one of my songs and is that one my second album is a song that is called asha and it was about a very sad story about a young girl in ethiopia that i don't know like anyway i don't want to it's very sad <laughs> and i tend to also i i had this tendency to write all the sad stories so the people will say your albums are always very sad because you <laughs> write about sad stories but you know i was trying to feel so it was a it was a it was a girl that she was stoned you know like um at to death and and i i was writing this and and i remember like i wanted to feel because the song was talking about that she didn't die she was just she just fell asleep and made everyone believe that she was she was dead so and I just lay down on the floor and I was trying to feel it, like really get into what you want to tell. I don't know if that's too dramatic, but I... No, no, not that. at all. <laughs> just, to, just to have the feeling and because sometimes the mind has a lot of thoughts, but it's like, okay, what do you feel? And I have a friend that I talk to her sometimes about, about she's a songwriter also from Spain. She lives in Amsterdam. And we have these conversations and we think that sometimes we write a melody and we try to find the words that already belong to that melody. Mm. It's like you write a melody and, and there is already somewhere in the universe yes. that has words and you just have to try to get them out mm. just by feeling the melody. So It's, it's like the sculptor that knows that the sculpture is already in the stone. Yes. You just have to find yeah, yeah. the shapes within it. Right. 
I really like that that's leading from the heart and the soul way of writing mm-hmm. where you would actually lay down and imagine what this person is feeling. It feels to me like a very pure way of writing. It's not intellectual. It's not thinking, well, I could put this chord here and this word here. And um, it's a, I'm, I think it's really brave because you're also allowing yourself – allowing yourself to feel all these complicated, uncomfortable feelings means that you have to become really vulnerable. Yeah. I, th- I guess like everyone has a different approach into music. And in mine, I mean, I studied music, but I recognize that my approach is always like more emotional. And then I have to make the effort to learn the music and the technique and, you know, the theory and everything because of, of course, that's great. You you need to do that also too. But at the to end of the day, if you hear someone and they're playing perfectly, the perfect technique, everything, but you don't feel anything, what's the point? I feel like at the end of the day, it's about the feeling that you get. Yeah, I guess it's a mix also, no? Because if you have technique also, you can express better your feelings. So it's a mix between one and the other. But it's true that I come... Because also when I was little, I loved to write stories. So I guess... Also, my my songs they come from stories, mm-hmm. and then they became songs. Uh, I mean, most of the time I write first the music and then I add lyrics, but still I have this storytelling inside me. <laughs> that uh, yeah, like the the first step of the song. Maybe. Mm-hmm. When you were little, would you actually write them down? Do you have any of those old ones? That'd be really nice to hear some of those. Stories that you made up when you were a child as it's songs now? Um, I have many stories. I, I don't have them just here. But I have many stories. Not all of them became songs because the, the part of the songwriting came a little bit after. Yeah. So, um, yes, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't have here. And also I have them in Spanish. So. <laughs> no, I just think there would be... Kids are so open usually before they go to school or have parents tell them to color inside the lines or whatever it is. They're usually really open to stories and magic. And even though stories can be dark, fairy tales are really dark. Yeah, I think like, I think it's, I found like I have a neighbor where I'm staying here. It's a kid. And and sometimes you talk to him, he's seven years old, I think, seven or eight. And you know, like the universe of the kids doesn't have limits. Yes. So I talked to him. The other day I was talking to him about tomatoes because we have some <laughs> plants of tomatoes. And then it created, <laughs> he created something crazy about tomatoes growing to the top of your house. And I love the fact, I love to follow the stories with them and get into their universe. I think that is mm-hmm. really nice. So I think that's when, when you are an artist, you're writing music and you get into that flow of oh, yes, I'm making this song. It's, it's flowing. I think it's because you are in that universe like like a kid, that yes. you don't have limits. You let yourself, like, just fill it with your heart and you go there. So I think it's very important for everyone to talk to kids. <laughs> I love that image so much. I, I like the image almost of the song, the, the song that's kind of forming is in yeah. itself maybe a sort of child. And that if you follow it, you know, and try not to let your brain come in and be like, oh, that's too dark or, oh, that's too crazy or whatever your brain is saying. It, it will go to a really interesting place. Yeah. You know, it may, a kid, of course, they don't care that tomatoes are, you know, it's like, no, that tomato <laughs> grew to be the size of my house. <laughs> Yes, I, ha- I I was I was studying I was ta- I started studying classical singing, which I like a lot. You know, it's very nice. I love singing it. I don't sing it so well now, but a long time ago I really loved it. And then I went into songwriting, so I learned a little bit jazz. And so I, when I started to write my songs, I I went into this universe that I don't know. The melodies were a little bit weird because they move into classical and then some traditional flamenco, and I think that's why sometimes some people say that I, they couldn't classify so much where my music was because, yeah, I was like just trying to follow just the emotions there mm-hmm. where, where they wanted to to guide me and yeah, and that's something good. I know for 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 this world, commercial world, it's difficult, but I think as an artist, it's good to to do something that you really 
it comes from you. Absolutely. From your mm-hmm. authentic self. And mm-hmm. back to lullaby, I feel like that's what we're we're trying to do with the participants. And sometimes I, I think they are able to access it in a way that maybe us trained musicians struggle with and that they are so close to the feeling and to their this new child that and they might not have the the musical terms but they have images and they have feelings and it's kind of at the heart of it you know yeah i learn a lot in the lullaby project also to not think so much sometimes we want to find 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 yeah. the perfect melody and and here also to just just let go the ideas mm-hmm. and just enjoy them and so it was also it was also very nice for for my songwriting process to to be part of this project. Yeah, same. So at the end of every episode I do four questions and the goal is to you know not overthink. Oh no, you're blushing. Okay, it's going to be fine. <laughs> it's like, oh no. No, I I know. I I have to figure out a better way to bring these up to people because then I, everyone gets freaked out. I'm like, oh no. Um so they're easy, they're easy. Okay, so I'll, I'll kind of I'll mix up the order. Okay, so what's a concert you remember seeing that had an impact on you? Could be a recent, could be as a child. Uh-huh. I remember just now when you said it, I saw, when I was little, I used to have a, um, how you call it, like a player, not DVD, the cassette, the oh, cassette video. player? <laughs> of like a I VCR? Had, yes. Okay. That, yeah, I have one of the, it was a concert, a tribute to Queen's, Queen, mm-hmm. with uh, many artists, Pavarotti and this and that singing. I don't know. It came to my head because I watched that a lot. Oh, nice. And, yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, I have that, for example. In my That's head. good. See, I like it. The first thing that pops into your head because it popped in there for a reason, you know. Yeah. Okay. What about um, an artist that you're currently really enjoying? Oof, that's a little bit difficult because... I don't listen so much music lately, but I listen a lot to the people that I know. Like, you know, like the artists that are close to me. So, I mean, yes, they are great artists. It's just like maybe they're not mainstream artists. But, That's okay. But, yeah, I listen a lot to to female voices mm-hmm. that uh, Argentinian, like Sofia Rey. I don't know if you know her. Uh, she's get very good now with mixing, like, uh, traditional music from Latin America with electronic. Nice. Um, yes. I don't know what she was listening. How do you spell her um, last name? Uh, Ray is like R E I. I, okay. Sophia Ray. Yeah. I'm going to check her um, out. I know, I, I listen sometimes to Silvia Perez Cruz, which is a very known singer from yeah. Spain. And she's been in New York playing a few times already. Very beautiful approaching, like, because she, she's in the mainstream, like, everybody knows her and but she also is very personal in her creations in a great mm-hmm. musician okay yeah. awesome i'm gonna check those out someday i should make a, a just a big spotify playlist of all the people that have been re- recommended on this yeah. show because it, it's usually people i don't know and that's the nice yeah. thing about music is you just you can never there's never a limit <laughs> you can there always be so learning Oh, it's impossible, yeah. No. Well, speaking of uh, musicians you may know or not know, what about a person that you would love to work with someday, like a dream person? Oh, yeah. so many. I know. <laughs> it's so hard. I don't know. Um... Well, I wanted to work with Tut Tilleman, but he no. passed away. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, I mean, that's okay. Many people pass away, like Freddie Mercury. I know. I was thinking, oh, that would be cool. So, like, an imaginary concert with Toots Thielens and Freddie Mercury and you. Oh, amazing. (laughs) I also loved, I, when I was a kid, I also loved George Michael. Oh, yeah. He's still alive, (laughs) right? Uh, George Michael? No, I think he passed away. He did? I think so. No, no. I'm going to have to look it up. I have doubts. (laughs) <laughs> I'll yeah. ask Siri. 
Well, sorry for my <laughs> ignorance there, but I, I like how you're drawn to people with really epic voices. Yeah. You know, and huge range. That's very cool. Um, okay, so final question. What is a piece of advice you would give to a young musician or composer? Pues the, the advice that I can give is, I mean, basically, to, to as we were talking about it, just to, to, to try to do something that you enjoy doing it. Because sometimes I had also this time of my life that I spent time trying to fit into the market like I'm trying to make this kind of music or I try to work with this producer and then I think it was a little bit wa time wasted because uh, at the end of the day I think the projects that they get farther are those that you really believe in them and you really enjoy and they are very personal so I would just say don't try to fit <laughs> into any label yes. amen <laughs> amen to yeah. that Lara, thank you so much for talking to me today on this dreary day. You've made it so much brighter with your music and also just your open-heartedness and your honesty. And it just really is, I don't know if people, it's coming through the audio. I'm sure it is. But especially just watching you, it's really coming through the screen. <laughs> and I'm, I'm feeling um, really warm. So thank you for your warmth. On such a cold day. Thank you so much for your time. Also, it's a great to be invited to this to this podcast to present the things also like in a natural way, yeah. music and songs. Thank you so much. Thank you, Laura. So for everyone else listening, I'm gonna link to where you can find Laura in the show notes. And remember that you can listen to me every day at 1 p.m. Eastern time on Facebook Live, doing whatever I feel like it at the piano. And feel free to leave me a message at thesonginside.me. And the most important thing, as always, remember that there is a song inside everyone, including you. <laughs>